fact that Fletcher brings in Connolly, freaking Connolly, freaking <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> he brings in Connolly, has already given him the, the sheet music earlier that day. Yes. Okay. And then ask them immediately to, to test out. To test out. What a what a psychologically demented mentor. He's a, okay. yeah. a human, right? To do that and, and to pit them against each other in this way. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Real Chumps. We're chatting about movies, feels like hanging out with friends. I'm your host, Marcel. And with me as always is my co-host, Danny. This week we are discussing the 2014 film Whiplash, directed by directed and written by Damien Giselle, starring Miles Teller, J.K. Simmons, and Melissa Bonest. Benoist? Benoist. Supergirl? Yeah. I forgot that she was Supergirl. Yeah, right. I think like right after this, she got the yeah the role. I will say this: um, we all, I want to also uh, showcase the editor uh, Tom Coast or something like that. I, don't know, I just I had it in, um, but he did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie won four awards, I believe. I believe so, and some pretty big ones. Um, and I'm very excited to get to it. But first, before we move into the movie, uh, to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, because we want you to get notified when we release new episodes, because we love having you here. It is truly, why not really, we we do this podcast because it's for us. We love talking about movies. Yeah. And we've become our real chums together. Uh-huh. That's true. Um, and we want you to come be a part of that. By listening to the podcast and like joining the conversation via YouTube, via email, uh, via social. And and share. Invite your friends, right? The more the merrier. We, we're getting a lot of engagement like on YouTube. And yeah. it's just fun having the conversations there on, yes. on the stuff that we're doing on YouTube. So yeah, please follow, subscribe, and always please, please, please share. That's how we get discovered. Yep. Also, quick reminder, we're taking a break in December. So... We have this episode and then next week's episode, and then we'll be taking a break in December uh, as we get ready for the holidays, uh, end of year. We'll be returning back in mid-January with our season two, uh, which I'm super excited. So we'll be releasing episodes throughout the month. Yep. They're they're previous episodes, so we're just re-releasing them. It's a great way to... We're going to pick out our, our favorite, like, 10 episodes and then uh and and that's what we'll be re-releasing so it's a great way to jump in learn uh and engage with us that way yeah thank you so much so let's roll that intro so did, did you watch supergirl i don't know why just we, we brought up melissa benoist did you ever watch that um i think i watched three episodes maybe two okay. episodes yeah um I had kind of been I'd burned out out of out of the CW because of the Flash. Uh, it wasn't the Flash. Okay. Uh, I I enjoyed the Flash, but it was it was during the Flash, one of the breaks from the Flash when they were doing like some of their other shows. Okay. I mean, they had Supergirl, and at the same time, they had that the the Tears of Tomorrow or some other oh, the, garbage uh, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I just I think I I just was like, what's what is what what's happening here? Why? Yeah, like. Don't get me wrong. I think it's they. They did a good job. Oh, yeah. Starting, I think Green Arrow. I loved, loved, loved Green Arrow. Um, I don't know if I love it as much anymore, but um, I think it was a fun way to a fun story to go. Um, 
or the the yeah i mean it was really enjoyable they did they did they did a pretty solid job for the most part um i think it just got it became cw it became standard television yeah. where episodically you rinse and repeat mm-hmm. at some point and um that's never fun yeah now i get that um did you i i watched the first season of supergirl and actually really liked it um my, my yeah sadie liked it what kept me going back and watching was um oh what's her name uh harrison ford's wife ali mcneil the one who's like the the agency head right yeah she's the head of the of the of the like the yeah she's the, like the head editor um what's her name ali mcbeal uh calista um yeah so she she was i think like the best thing of that show but then they moved they moved filming to to canada and she was like no i'm not moving to canada to film this bye and so like she didn't show up the rest of the season or of season two and so i was just like <laughs> like i watched the second or the first episode of season two and i was like like surprisingly like that character is really missing here like she kind of kept her in check and like was like it was she was she, she was an awesome uh character and i just stopped watching yeah they did happens. what they did a lot like five seasons six seasons something. they did a lot they did quite a bit of seasons yeah yeah, yeah. i've so, seen some stuff on 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 my feed because if we are on real chumps feed for supergirl like clips mm-hmm. because now we get bombarded with the <laughs> algorithm just sets us a bunch of clips. React to this video now. <laughs> Which, by the way, we do do trailer reactions. Um, let's be honest. We do those for you, okay? We do the pot for us. Well, yeah, that's we, true. We will eventually find some other format for so, for YouTube that we can do that will be fun for us. Not that we don't enjoy doing the trailer reactions, no, for the record. That. We just want... We, we know that you guys love them. So <laughs> we got to give the people what they want. Um, Question of the day. Do you have one? Um, what is excellence? <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> All right. Just kidding. Um, we're going to try to answer that question by the end of this episode. Um, no, the real question is, um, did you ever have a, a professor or a teacher that when you watch this movie you're immediately reminded of um i i don't think so um like i'm thinking of like my band teachers even like sports i don't think so i didn't have one at the level Uh that this okay as uh fletcher is okay but i definitely had a couple band directors I had a band director that had his moments of, of uh, I don't know what the term is, of being erratic. Okay. For sure. I mean, he did throw up. He did throw uh, a chair at a at a wall, at some oh, really? wall, okay. and uh-huh. it put a hole in it. Uh huh. And then he's like, I can't remember what he wrote on the wall. We were like playing some song, and we weren't we weren't like getting what he wanted, like mm-hmm. the impact or whatever. And so he takes his chair and just <laughs> chucks it and on the wall and everyone there. It's like the legend. Way to, way to like 
have this enough self-awareness to not chuck it at the student <laughs> but chuck it at the wall so yeah good for him yeah on that yeah um, no he never so he never was like aggressive like i never yeah. it was i never had a i never had a teacher or something that like yelled, yelled so rudely at us well okay maybe in college there was a couple of times when we like we got like you know the be better students yeah. lesson yeah. but it wasn't like nearly as degrading and just yeah yeah, I don't think, I mean, like, my, my band teacher, I think the worst he ever did was, like, yeah, he would yell and, like, let out his frustrations, and but he was old, like, he, he retired, like, two years after I left, uh, after, like, I went to high school, but, um, yeah, like, he just, I think maybe once he threw his baton, <laughs> I don't, yeah, but it's a classic, man, yeah, like, I don't think it was, like, anything, like, the insults that Fletcher does here, those insults are so uh wow oh let's okay. oh here's another question of the oh day. yeah god give it to me was he rushing or was he dragging <laughs> um okay which time no i'm just kidding <laughs> the initial one right yeah the initial one mm, i think he's probably rushing i think he was rushing right i think for actually for a lot of it he was right on time but he wanted he was playing a psychological game yeah, with him yeah and then he was rushing oh, this movie okay let's jump into it Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, you give the breakdown for Whiplash. So Whiplash, it follows the the story of a, you see, first year, right? First year. Freshman, uh, first year student uh, at a, at what? what? I don't know what the college was. I can't remember. What it was, but at it's a music, at the, a, the top, uni top, music un top university, uh, music university in the country. And he's wanting to join the studio band. Uh, that is led and conducted by the teacher, Fletcher. Um, and he soon joins and finds out that it is something completely else, but wants to continue to perfect his craft and his skill set. And this leads to a very weird relationship between him and his professor. Weird is a very... Very toxic. There you go. Abusive. That's... Gaslighting. Gaslighting. Damaging. <laughs> I can relationship. <laughs> we can keep going. We can keep going. Uh, so talk to me about your. So you've seen this handful of times, maybe. Actually, this, is my, this might be my third or fourth. Time. Okay, I can't remember exactly. Do I have some weird allergy situation? And I'm like gonna have to run my eyes the entire thing. He's, I'm just also so emotional. He's, he's emotional. <laughs> this this movie hit hit a little bit too close to home. Um, <laughs> too close. To <laughs> Um, yeah, my relationship. Do, do, you do you remember watching this the first time? Did you see it in theaters? I did not see it in theaters. Okay. I wanted to, but it was like, um, I remember being talked about, and I remember it. I saw it after I found out that it won the best editing. Mm -hmm. And it was at a time when I was like really wanting to kind of go through some of the movies that won best editing. Um, and this movie was is something else watching for the first time. If you watched it, if you are listening to the pod or watching it on the pod. Right now, I want to tell you, I want to know, honestly, right now, in the comments, or sending us an email at you're at realchums.com, or sending us a DM at realchums, what your experience was watching it for the first time. Because I, my first time experience was so, it it triggered, like, it, for whatever reason, it triggered me hard. Okay. Feeling, and I think part of it's because, like, I have, there's this feeling, like, I feel like I, not that I want to be great or anything, but the, the, I, because I'm Latino, and my like, I want to showcase that my that I'm succeeding for my parents, mm. and that to me there was something about like, no, I'm gonna continue doing this. Like, 
I think the only reason why I stuck with music for as long as I did, I mean, until I fell in love with it. Yeah. And, but like, kept me going was the fact that like, I knew that I could go to college with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then I loved, I loved it, you know? Yeah. Interesting. Um, did you watch it in theaters? I did not. I remember hearing all the hype around it. Yeah. There was a lot of hype for this movie. A lot of hype, right? Um, and I actually, I'm pretty sure I saw, yeah, I did. I saw La La Land first before this. So I saw I this, so too. I saw this like four years, five years after it came out. Um, yeah. It had been a while. And. Because La La Land came after this movie? Yeah. I was going to, because I, so, because like. Okay, we got. We have to talk about. That. We didn't talk about this, the background of the story of this of this movie. Yeah, let's do it. You want? You, did I, I don't want to cut you off. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Look, this movie. I think the other portion of this movie that I love about it is that it's the story of a true, like what filmmaking. When people talk to you about how to get into the business, this is the trajectory that you think about, <laughs> or that that people tell you. Write a script, make it good. Try to go something. If no one's doing anything, do it yourself. Do it yourself, yeah. Show them why it's good, right? Uh, Demon Giselle, he, he, that's what happened to him. He tried to get it. People were kind of like, there was buzz about the script. People mm-hmm. were thinking that, oh, this might be good. But execs couldn't catch the picture. They couldn't feel, they didn't feel what was happening. But like any good writer-director, they've already got the edit in their head, mm-hmm. right? They're thinking of this, this, maybe not the full edit, but like this, the shot, the sequences of like what might be happening or whatever. And so, um, he, I don't know how or whatever, I don't know the full breakdown on this portion, but he pairs up with J.K. Simmons and his son, I believe. Oh, is it? I think son? it's son or I don't know. It's got the same last name. Johnny Simmons is the, is the, in the, in the he, short film yes. version. Yeah. It's not his son. Um, but they have the same name, which is yeah. weird. Anyways. Which J.K.'s J stands for John. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is it John Kennedy Simmons? I don't know what the K is actually. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, Christopher. <laughs> anyway, Christopher with a K. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but they so they shot the sequence of the first time that um, Andrew is in the band when he, after getting pulled, and it's that sequence. And it uh, there's a great breakdown that was on Vimeo. I think it's still on Vimeo. It might be on YouTube now, of like the short film versus the the standard film and how they kind of like showcase and helped. Um, you know, some of the differences, but in, in the aspect, and it was really great, but because of that short film, it won a ton of like awards and some like hype and like that solidified the winning like trajectory for Giselle to do the feature length film. And like, that's just, it's awesome to like, that's what got him kind of set the tone, I think then, which I think lands him perfectly for la la land yes yeah um and and also like this this is also so damien chasselle played he was a drummer in, in high school mm. in junior high growing up and so he's if you ever watch any behind the scenes and how he talks about this movie like this isn't autobiographical autobiographical but he does take a lot of elements from this from his own personal life so again going back as a as a writer director and him saying I'm going to take something from my own experiences and turn it up. He did have a teacher that uh, a drum, a drumming teacher who discouraged him from playing, from playing, from continuing playing. And he was going to go to college as a musician. And then he finally asked another guy, he's like, you know what? He had always also had a love for, for filmmaking. 
Um, and so finally, he, when he had that professor discourage him because of how aggressive he was, uh, he, he, as an undergrad, he made the change to, to filmmaking. So it's going back to that and being like having this little piece of experience, saving it to then do a short film that blows up and then doing a full length feature yeah. is, is, is so awesome. It's so great. It, and, and, and then that, there's that one scene when he's finally taking, talking with Fletcher at the bar yeah. and he's like, well, aren't you afraid that you're going to push someone away out of, uh, out of discouraging or discouragement to continue to play? And he's like, no, then they would, then they weren't the right. They weren't, they weren't the great. Yeah. And that was him kind of writing out these feelings so, okay. to his professor. I'm so glad that you wrote, you bring this portion up because I think, I thought I figured we'd might be get down later, but I was thinking back to my, as I, as I was thinking and prepping as finishing the movie, um, back to my time in college because like so i got a i got a not a, not a full ride but a pretty good scholarship to go to play trombone um at weber and i was in i, I did jazz band went ensemble um and then marching band and in jazz band we ended up getting a new director um the second year the year that i, I came back from the blip from, from my mission and uh when i was when i got back he the the professor was a really super he kind of um picture picture uh Simmons um maybe a little less like still built like yeah. but a little less um maybe like lanky cuz like Simmons is kind of like long yeah when you like see him on screen or whatever um but this man he's like two or three PhDs like something crazy oh, wow. super okay. like he composes all like a whole bunch of different things he was like uh, just a really smart, very like driven individual, and I would do. And he was a trombone player, so I would have private lessons with him. And look, I wanted to practice. Okay, I practiced. I got it. I I did what I needed to do to be to be able to play the music and whatever. But was I plus practicing as much as like some of my fellow you know musicians? No. Um, <laughs> did I want to be better? Yeah, but like the the my environment at home wasn't like the most inducive to like feeling encouragement in practicing okay. uh -huh. and that sort of thing. Um, and I remember like one day I f like could feel maybe his a little bit of frustration that like I didn't do what I needed to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if he had called me out in a personal like meeting, not aggressively, not aggressive. Okay. Not, not throwing a chair at you or like slapping me in the face. Okay. Let's be <laughs> honest here. That's just, that's, that's a crossing lines. Yeah. Right. That's assault. Um, let's call it what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, but being me calling out like yo if you don't want if like this is not something you really want to do if you don't like look i get if you don't want because i wasn't a music, music major i had a minor at one point but then decided not to do something else right mm -hmm. so obviously I'm, i got a degree in digital media but for me like at the end of the day i was like i wondered i'm like if he'd said like danny is this really what you want but there's this line of like they need players they need trombone players because not a lot of people play trombones or you got everyone and their dog playing trumpets or <laughs> flutes uh you know what i mean um if i would have like stepped up to play or whatnot i don't know but it's a good question it's a good thought I it's a, for me it's a unique thought because i i think i've shared with this with you privately but like so i played saxophone right and i had a i had a high school teacher who decided to then not not advance me to the next level of oh really yeah mm. and, and so he kind of helped held me and 
this isn't me like saying like oh like oh, i'm so good no it like he straight up said like look i can't advance you because um it would so yeah this class or this band would would struggle yeah and then i later found out that a lot of kids were advancing or not because they were good definitely they were good uh but they were also going up to him and being like look i i can't be in this band because that's when so it's okay. bio ap yeah is happening so he would push them up so that way they could be in band and i wasn't i wasn't taking ap biology <laughs> like i wasn't so i was like that's not fair um so because he wasn't pushing me enough that whole year i think i picked up my saxophone keep in mind i went from like practicing at least an hour every day monday through friday to picking it up maybe a total of like 18 hours in that whole yeah. year yeah and it was great because like the music we were selecting was very basic like yeah below basic and i was just like i was embarrassed anyways so so i i didn't i i dropped out yeah and i'm to this day i'm upset i'm glad i made the decision and he's like no 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 please don't i'm like nah man like yeah advance me you know i don't deserve to be here but he didn't and so i i stopped i left which is tragic it, it is tragic but it's whatever i mean look here's a couple of things that, to, to, that i think as someone who was in music okay I, I i spent a lot of lot of time in at a college level not like elite but it was like we were seeing it's kind of an art school we have a really arts great art program musicians that go there are ox like are, are great they do they do a really good job and there is like a level wanting they, they put in a lot of work like they have some fancy they had oh, a, yeah. when i was there they had to end up getting some like some of the fanciest pianos they could get mm. come brought in as part of some like great like partnership or whatever anyways needless to say um it is brutal oh yeah look music musicians get one credit for their their class but they're like two hours long and they're you have to, you're required to do additional things you're required to maybe be in like two different bands because you have to be maybe there's not enough people like you know in case i would at one point we had i was in the wind ensemble and the symphony like the other band so i was doing four bands right mm, like yeah it, it's, it's a lot it's a lot I still ran a part-time job when I was doing too. So like people who didn't do that, like that's where I like, I like didn't have time to practice yeah. as much as I wanted to. Right. Um, and so um, it takes freaking so long to graduate with, with one of those majors. And it's like so rough because they're always trying to test you to see if you're, you're like, you you have a will enough to do it, to do it, hmm. you know? And so th I think there's like this other level about the musician game that like the, the, like, that happened that I think this movie does actually a really phenomenal job depicting. Where should we start? What? I want to ask you, what, how does the narrative structure of, of the movie contribute to the overall tension that we feel? Okay. So, so starting from the beginning, how does the, how does the, how is it structured to build this tension? Because there's a lot of tension throughout this movie. There's a lot of tension throughout okay. the movie. What what do you what do you think the movie does so well early on that structures that tension for the rest of the hour forty something minutes? I mm, that's a good question. 
I'm gonna have to think about it. Do you have, what do you got? I I love the first act of this movie. Um, it's strong. It's a very strong first act. Well, I mean, I, I will say that the editing of like the cityscape as they kind of leading into the character, inter- like, is beautiful mm-hmm. with the music and, with jazz. music and jazz. Like you yeah. got, I don't remember what the track is. I should have, I should have looked it up. But it's a, it's a really, it's a strong jazz track. Yeah. And so you have this cutting the flavor of the city of like setting up a very specific tone. Yeah. 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 Um, and by tone, I mean like the, the images, like the, the color, the, the gritty darkness. It's at night. It's at night. Right. Um, that you get from this little, little quick little montage beat thing that does, I think to a degree set some visual tones. For the definitely, film. because after that we then cut to to the hallway, right? Yep. We see Andrew in the far distance. He's perfectly framed in this hallway, and the camera just sits there for like a good minute yeah. as he's practicing, and then it starts moving yep. toward him, right? Yep. Um, I, look, the, this first act of this movie is beautiful because we are introduced to Andrew practicing off hours, right, late into the night in some. Basement. Yeah. What's his face? Fletcher shows up. Just doesn't like Batman? <laughs> doesn't even say anything. Just listening listens to him. He stops. And then what does he say? He's like, why'd you or I think I have the the Yeah, do you have the script? The script. But it is so smart, just like oh housekeeping. Housekeeping. Yeah, but it, we were introduced to him and in, in like he tells him to play different styles, different uh rhythms. Uh, different measures and like yeah but but that that conversation sets the like from the very beginning is super tense like because the initial thing is like why did you stop playing and he doesn't answer him necessarily and then he follows up with another question um that he doesn't quite answer yeah so he, he i have it right here he he's playing he says what's your name and your name in what year are you? I'm a first year. You know who I am. Yes. You know what I do. Yes. So you know I'm looking for players. Yes. Then why did you stop playing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then you. Oh. Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. And then and then he starts playing. He does. Did Did I ask you to play? Did I say to start playing again? <laughs> like such mixed signals, that, right? That is the line. That is the line that that sets the tone for the entire for the rest of the film. That is that is. That makes the that line is what makes the whole the the film, or the start the rest of the film up until later. Yeah. That we're out of tune. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If we're gonna do, we're gonna go musical metaphors for this this situation. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's a moment where he becomes a little bit uh, sharp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's but it is it's that line I, I distinctly remember to this when I was watching it uh, that I was like oh freak that line. Yeah, and I didn't until you <laughs> freak that line. But it's it's such a great way to introduce him. So so we see that right. And then he asks him to play some rudiments. He does, and then he's playing, and then he just leaves. Leaves. No, not only leaves. Wait, does he slam the door? No, no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. leaves. He comes back for his jacket. Oh, whoops! Forgot my jacket, and then just leaves again. Nothing, right? How 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 does that how would that make you feel? I would just be like. All right, screw you, man. Like, whatever. Like, say hello, say bye, or whatever. What What do you want, man? Yeah. No. What do you think? 
Oh, sorry. Oh, but then, but then I love that we didn't switch over to him and his dad to to yes. Andrew being with his dad. And all he says is, he saw me playing today. Right. So smart. I, I think I, a much lesser uh, capable writer, would have probably added like a like five lines of like. Of like, yeah, so I was at school, dad, and guess who walked in? And like, blah, blah, blah. Like, added way too much exposition to this, right? And it's so efficient to just say, he saw me play today. Why, what is it about the character that we needed to understand from these two scenes? About what character? About uh, Andrew's character. One, he obviously has wants some level of approval from this man. Okay. And two, we know that he's talked about this before in the past, off screen, weeks, mm -hmm. years ago, who knows, right? That he just casually brings it up to his dad. Therefore, this is important to him. Why does he not say, why does he not, why do you think Giselle did not write what you would have done? Or even I. Because Fletcher is the embodiment of, of in my opinion, of the Jaws shark. You see him very quickly here. We later see him like behind, the, he's back at, at school with his regular band. They're practicing. You see him through the window, this silhouette, the silhouette. right, of a man. And even the players are like, look, he's listening, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he, you see him walk away. It's this mysterious, threatening, um, individual that we as an audience haven't been given information about who he is and and how he is, okay? Right. And so I think it's it's such a threatening level. Again, Fletcher is just like this embodiment of, of the Jaws shark in human form in a music. What an interesting... Because, yeah, right, Jaws, we don't see him till like way later in the movie. Yeah. And you feel his presence... You have the music telling you he that telling you that the shark is around. Same thing here, almost. It's just this being that everyone they're not afraid of him because they don't know him yet. But we are given this kind of uh, uh, um, ominous ominous tone from this being. This so the first. Do you think the first act is long? Yes, it is. When does when does it switch to the second act? It switches when he when they when he asks the girl out on a no not when he asks her on a date oh let me I wish I would have tracked it better because I, that the first time he goes to 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 studio band yeah that's still all part of the first act right and that whole segment of him arriving of uh, being introduced as the as a squeaker dude that's a freaking long segment. That all is like over 20 minutes. I know. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm like, I'm reminded how much this movie moves fast yet slow. Yeah. Fast yet slow. There's a, there's a really strong, um, uh, sour patch. <laughs> this is a sour patch movie, my guy. <laughs> okay. It's sweet then sour. Imme like immediately after or sour then sweet or no, this one's sweet then sour. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because the, I love, okay, Sean's in the studio today, but he knows. When I worked in, at UVU, we lived, we were in this, we called it Club 506, and we were in this like big den of like six cubicles, and it was this big kind of open space. But every time I walked in, everyone would always be losing their crap because mm. I would 
busting. I, not that I was like trying to. I just was walking with a purpose. Okay, <laughs> I was just walking with the. Purpose. I was walking with a purpose, and I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, reminded about this with freaking Fletcher. Okay, he not he doesn't just set the like this this ominous feeling around mm-hmm. the, the school. Because you see it for like a small glimpse from the professor, yeah, who's only in the movie for like less than a minute, yeah, okay. But his one experience of having another professor come in, not come in, okay. Yeah, let's yeah, let's make it true. barge in, barge in. I, I love the sound design of the door. Okay, first of all, go. Yeah, but, but the, I know the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Not this man has a purpose of what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, is. Do I uh, condone him barging in on the situation? No. Do I com- do I fully respect that the man's on a mission? Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been on the situation where like I've, I like I'll walk in and people are like, "Danny, you've got to stop just barging in." Barging in. And I'm like, "No, nah, I'm I'm on I'm, I'm on I'm walking with a purpose, okay?" <laughs> um, but he not only comes in, he dominates. He dominates, and dominates, and tears down. Like, he goes through the brass section, has them play two two bars, and okay, done. He looks at the one girl. Are you really first chair, or are you just, for, you're or just because, because you're pretty? You're yeah. Right? Oh, it's because you're pretty. He even or even before that, he looks at the at the music sheet that the that the professor has, and he kind of like smirks at it, like, scoffs at it, like oh, <laughs> I'm above this. He even says the line of like. He chuckles and he says, cute, yeah. to one of them. He's like, all right. And then, like, just tearing everyone down. The, the And this is, like, our first real interaction with yes. him. Yes, yeah. And it is so strong. Because we, we, I mean, we, well, it's not the first interaction. It's the first re- portion of a reveal yeah. of the level of this man. Uh-huh. Or, or... We get a, a sneak, yeah. We get a sneak peek into into his arrogance here because then we fully see it in that first studio band rehearsal, right? Which that takes like twenty minutes. He walks in, or every everyone's just no one looks at him in the eye. Okay, he just comes in and just commands the room and starts having people playing. Right? Um, he calls out calls out Andrew. We have a squeaker, and then. Hear someone flat? Oh my gosh, that one player. Uh, poor, poor Fud. He calls him Elmer Fud. Okay. Poor dude. I that's probably that would. Ugh. And then and then in the end, like he wasn't even the one that was flat, right? He just says he, he says he says uh, uh, for the record, or you know Andrew or Smith, you you were flat, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what so and so didn't know if he was flat uh, or sharp. Or if, if he was out of tune, and that's even worse. Yeah, and that's even worse, right? And he just, like, kicked him out. Um, and then, oh, which I, I love this aspect of the movie. One, if I hate Fletcher. I genuinely hate this character, right? With a burning passion. Yeah. But then they take a break. He goes and puts his arm around Andrew, asks him about, oh, tell me about your parents. Are you the only musician, Right. You see, uh, you see a human in there, and the movie I think is very smart to do this. Yeah. Right. L- later in the movie, we see behind the scenes uh, at a festival, a former student and his daughter, 
introducing to Fletcher, and Fletcher's like, "Oh, great, you're playing piano. Yeah, when, yeah. Are you gonna when you grow up? Are you gonna come play for my band?" Right? Internally, I'm like, "No, little girl, run away." Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, but like we we have these moments, and also the the Casey um, Casey the the former student who who dies, right? Yeah. Like Sean. Sean Casey, Sean Casey, um, he cries, he he breaks down. It's so smart for the movie to show us a human, a sweet side, a sweet side, manipulative, right? But yeah. a, a, a human here, so that way we don't the whole time we aren't just hating the character because he's horrible. It's because he's got complexity, right? Okay, look, he tells Andrew, look, uh, Andrew, um, be. Be a studio band six fifteen, okay. Six six o'clock. Six o'clock. Don't be late. Don't be late. Is studio band at six o'clock? No, it's at nine. It's at nine. What a dick. Why would he? <laughs> st- so the question is, why does he do that? This is this is really where where I think we can talk about the fact that like this movie is ob- about the obsession with perfection. Yes. Okay. Now here's here's something that I think is also I think this movie you have the, we in our notes we have abusive relationships mm-hmm. okay if this was uh, another film same sort of maybe maybe you same setting but it was a female i think it would like it could have been there but i think it, it's so smart for it to be not male female yeah yeah because it's like oh yeah this you know trying to like but it's it's a, it's not about a gender it's about the relationship of an abuser and abusee mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um for that However, the the other portion of this is how obsession for perfectionism can really cloud your perspective of what's healthy. Okay. All right. All right. And this movie is and it can maybe it's not about maybe it's not about a perfectionism. Maybe it's about excellence or an accept, acceptance, right? But this movie does a beautiful job at riding the emotional roller coaster of us trying to understand what is what is what is the ploy for this movie. Because it's we I think, you know, when I first watched this, I don't think I caught that this is about excellence. I literally just was like, this is a movie about pressure, about abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Of like of of er, like what does arrogance look like in a world that isn't about power? This is these are like this could be happening in America right now, in a studio band, in some part of the country, yeah, where some kids getting asked, "Are were you rushing, or were you dragging?" <laughs> By the way, I'm a rusher. Are you? <laughs> yes, very much so. I think I am. I think I was too. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm a rusher. Um. No, I I love that because I think I, the first time I saw this, I was like, "What a toxic relationship this is portrayed." Yes, it is, and I and I hung on too much on that. But this is, I faulted Fletcher a lot. My first viewing, I agree, right? I, yep. Actually, even I think it was this. I think it's this this t- watch that I understand a little bit more about the film. Yeah, and 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 this this watch for me was like, yeah, but Andrew like. You you're also obsessed with this perfection, right? And we see that scene when he's back home with dad 
aunts, aunt, uncle, yeah. cousins. I don't know. Uh, I think the, the the script says that they're cousins. Um, but but he th he talks about like I would rather live up. I'd rather die at thirty three and have people talk to me, talk about me forever than live till I'm ninety and go unnoticed. Yeah, that lays out who Andrew is. That is that is the that's the the you know the if you know the reveal of of understanding who Andrew is. I think and I think it's really unique. Um, Andrew's father's character, the contrast between him and Fletcher too. Go yes, yeah, because we get so much Fletcher, but every single time we see the father, we know that his mother ran out on them. Mm -hmm. So it's just his father and him. Okay, so he's an only son. He only has dad. They have a they have a good enough relationship that they watch movies together every week, yeah. every week, yeah. and that his father wants him to be successful, wants him to or at least to do what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe he didn't have that, but we also see at times these small. And I think this is Damien Chazelle's amazing cinematography, his or direct his directing prowess and writing prowess of only adding in the written portions. There's not actually a lot of dialogue between the father and the son no but when he's in the actual acting portion of it the power that comes from little moments that we see on reactions from andrew towards his father where he recognizes that his father gets pushed around hmm. it's so small it's these small things that you wouldn't think but because of how aggressively large the scope from what abuser is to these small nuances in the eyes of andrew andrew d respects and loves his father but he also looks at, down at him thinking he hasn't accomplished anything he hasn't accomplished which is why that converse that table conversation is so sh brutal yeah it's not for andrew it's i think it's for the father <laughs> right the, the moment of rec recognizing that like because the father sits back and he's allowing his maybe cousin or brother, I'm going to say older brother, um, to demoralize his own son yeah. at the table, right? And like... Allowing and it to happen. Allowing right? to happen. Or then a sister or, or whatever, sister-in-law, to ignore him completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where he lets those frustrations out there. Right. He He's seeing that, yeah, dad has sacrifice we have a good enough relationship but like you mentioned yeah i like that you point that out that there is some uh i wouldn't even say resentment but just feeling that that you've kind of like have been pushed around and have allowed it to happen or defeated you or know like defeated, you know yeah. he's like look i just want my you know he, he loves him but he's not doing anything with it. And, and and for whatever reason he felt you know like he has found acceptance in the man he's looked up to and, and, and wanted to to be there, not acceptance, but um, intrigue or, or drive or something. I don't know. I don't know what he sees in, in freaking Fletcher. Do you know that? Do you have a feeling of why Andrew wants Fletcher's, is it acceptance? A is it approval? approval? Affection? Mm. I, I want to get to this because um, I, I really want to talk about the last scene. Okay. Um, what, okay, so, oh yeah, we we gotta let's. Are, this are, is gonna be a little bit longer. Let's just let's go a little bit longer on this okay, one. Let's go a little bit longer. What? Okay, we. So there's a lot. Let's talk about the two scenes then. 
the the car scene, the crash scene, oh, man, and with with and then the final scene. Okay. Also, just oh, right yeah. before you, we go into that, yeah, adding to this, who Andrew is, it's solidified with his breakup between him and Nicole. Yeah. Right. He, you're gonna you're gonna hold me back. I'm gonna resent you. You're gonna resent me. Um, it's just it's better that we just break up, right? Like, yeah. I need to achieve greatness. I need to achieve perfection. Right. And you're only you're you're just a factor that's gonna get in the way. Yeah. Like, what a cold. Again, I hate Fletcher, but the behavior also from Andrew. Yes. That almost mimics and and mirrors Fletcher to a degree, to say. You are just getting in the way. We shouldn't date anymore. When like, but not only that, but I think like the people you then who are you respect as someone who has found excellence, mm-hmm. how they are, you want to emulate. The biggest form of flattery is emulation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Andrew begins, he sees, okay. In order for me to be great, I must be tough. I must be tough. And perhaps treat people in a certain way, similar to how Fletcher does. Yeah, You know, and I think Andrew's still learning, but Fletcher, I think, learned the nuances. And that's why we see a, this these small mo- pockets of a human. Yeah. But it's because he's got such a very narrow view of what... Um, is real, what he believes is to be required. I, the scene, the 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 very few dialogue scenes that are like monologues moments mm. are some of the, like the most I think in, like closet you know personal depth revealing moments of the film. Yeah, yeah. And like you brought up earlier, it's a little bit of a love note from Giselle, but also for the identity of this film of like. What does it mean to be great? When what re- is required in order to accomplish it? And a what links, what extremes? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we go to? Should we go to mm. for that? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dude, this freaking okay. Andrew. Okay. I just want to. I just want to touch. About, look, I love that the. The, the tension buildup um, for the, I mean, the battle for Caravan um, is insane. It's absolutely psychotic. Um, the fact that, like, you know, they're, you know, they bring blood, they wipe the blood off my drum kit. <laughs> but prior to that, the fact that Fletcher, Brings in Connolly, freaking Connolly, freaking <laughs> leprechaun. <laughs> he brings in Connolly. Has already given him the the sheet music earlier that day. Yes. Okay. And then asked them immediately to, to test out. To test out. What a what a psychologically demented mentor. He's okay. A, yeah. Human, right? To do that and and to pit them against each other in this way. Yeah. Right? To see who's going to be better or who's going to win me over almost. Yeah. Right? Because later, 
but but later we hear right after after he's been fired it's it's spring or summer and 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 what's his face uh fletcher invites uh andrew to come play at jbc right and they're like well why don't you which i think is a jazz and blues conference by the way yes okay uh and he says why don't you ask Connolly?" he's like Connolly was just motivation for you yeah (laughs) (laughs) what like why would you do that (laughs) why would you do that and also at that point if it was me i'm like oh f you then like, i know like i'm not gonna go play for you then no anyway, we'll, we'll get to, the, we'll, we'll get to the, no, the final look all i'm saying is that the fact that that then contributes to the fact that he's like so pissed that he's then like he's stressed out because of what the environment he's he has to be in that he knows that if he, he loses this opportunity at this one competition that he's no longer going to be able to be core yeah right so he's stressing trying to go get his stuff and 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 do things the music tension, the the the, the buildup for this moment where it drum and then cuts, hits, and him going to freaking drum and no one not stopping, no one seeing him. I have it in my notes. Uh, How is no one concerned about a kid showing up all bloody? bloodied and playing the drums? How is it that this competition didn't like? Hey, I think what, what's going on here? Yeah. Look, yeah, I know you got to suspend some disbelief. Right, I get it, but but still, Come like, on. like <laughs> it's a little bit ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Um, I that whole interaction, like the fact that you know he tells them, be there early, give yourself enough time. Two hours. Two hours. Bus gets a flat tire. He has no idea where he is. He has to get a car. You see, I love that this. Like, I love the use of the camera of has, as he picks up everything. And you see the sticks being left behind, and it just lingers enough, bro. And you, it, you as a viewer, you just feel the, oh, oh no. no, absolutely. Giselle has done a masterful job with, uh, I don't know who the cinematographer. Let me think of the cinematographer of this film. Uh, to depict such, uh, Sharon Mayer. Um, get shots that truly are some of the most intimate and deeply feeling shots I've ever like that I that I'm reminded of when I think about cinema because they're so there's shots of when there's so many shots in this film that we don't get a lot of establishing shots and if they are they're very like we get the, the hallway shot of of him deep down long in a dark mm, hallway yeah. shot, we get um, them getting ready to go on on stage, or a lot of wide shot of how people's feeling in the presence of Fletcher. Of Fletcher. Um, every other shot is literally like a eighty five, maybe not, maybe even tighter, um, where there you only see the individual's face and emotions. And you you hear everything as background. Nothing is else is important, hmm. right? I love so much in the some of the first act and second act. We get these little moments of uh, Andrew, people having conversations and things, and we get, but we don't like fully hear anything. Yeah, yeah. He's so in focused. his zone. Yeah, very zoned. Right. Yeah. Which then is more amplified as we see these things happened in in this scene. Uh, of uh, Andrew getting hit by a uh, semi. 
and it's also like <clears throat> from the visuals, right? The tension that's building up, but also this is the first time we see Andrew kind of standing up for himself. Yes, and he and he calls him out and he's like, "No, that's my part." Like. Yeah. screw you man and f you and all this yeah. stuff right like no like i'm gonna go get my sticks i'll be right back and 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 like he's finally like calling him out as well right in the in the same way that fletcher would right yeah. so i love that like also like the visuals the music leading up to it but also from from obviously the performances but the screenplay to make the decision to have your a character now stand up for himself and and push back adds to that tension as well. Leading up to the car crash, showing up, and then getting dismissed. Getting dismissed, but then like jumping on lunging at uh at Fletcher and attacking him. I love that. I was just like, yes, that's what I've been wanting to do this whole movie. I know. <laughs> but it's a bit you know, like it's it's again psychotic that no no freaking other they stop him. They bring security guards after he attacks him. Yeah, but whatever. It's yeah. fine. I get it. I get it. It's, 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 <laughs> uh, but uh, it feels. I think honestly, that's the one moment. Uh, I feel like it feels. I lose not lose it entirely, but yeah. I, I just get a little frustrated with the fact that like, how did no one like show concern? Would could it have been better if like they're like no, we're not going to continue. He needs to get go see a doctor or whatever. And then Simmons getting upset at him for costing him this this like this like opportunity yeah. to win, and then having a fight. That to me might have felt a little bit better. Hmm. But it's about the tenseful perfectionism of the, the the set, right? Yeah, yeah. Which you get with you know the dropping of the, the stick and all this other stuff. So you get that there. But I guess that's less of a human. It's more. Right. It's not necessarily what they were going for for this story. Also, freaking like you drop the stick, Connolly. Pick it up for yeah. him, dude. Don't be freaking <laughs> leprechaun. Freaking Connolly, dude. Um, okay, so let's let's jump into the final scene. Okay. Uh, prior to this, so we find out that so he gets kicked out of the school. Um, we find out that Sean Casey did not die in, in a, a car, car accident, accident, as Fletcher said, rather committed suicide, um, and his parents have said that he's been suffering from depression and anxiety and it all began when he started attending studio band with studio band with, with, with Fletcher. Fletcher which again shows you who Fletcher is yes which is so unique because that again that first time you watch the movie and you see him cry and take a moment of silence and 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 put Casey Sean Casey's music on and he was achieving greatness and no one believed in him but I did and blah 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 you that's when you see this human in, in this yeah. character but then to then find out that he was just lying about the cause of death right he probably doesn't know like at this point that oh dude you you know you cost him depression and anxiety and that's why he came into it he doesn't know that but like this is how he's projecting this or how he's changing this uh story to better fit his justify his um behavior right yeah so anyway so then um he's andrews asked to testify against um fletcher. fletcher we find out later that he fletcher loses his job he gets kicked out case went, was successful good job. whatever good job right he later bumps into him at a jazz club fletcher invites him to come perform at jbc at a big jazz and, and blues festival because he needs a drummer 
He tells him we're gonna we're gonna go through the old stuff. Caravan, whiplash. Caravan, whiplash. Um, I need someone. Think it over. Cut, and now we see him getting ready for it. Right. Let's talk about okay. Um, technical aspect of it. Is there anything that stands out to you from this last scene? From this last uh, at the performance? At the performance, dude. There's so much, bro. There's so much. I think no the editing, the cinematography of like close up of like um what like I said, what they did, uh the use of close ups versus like wides. I mean, it's it's cinematography like we have to make the one distinction. He the, he goes up and he says for for a he opens up before he goes like this is where you know you might you be able to get it you know into this might make you as a musician yeah, yeah, okay yeah. he gets up there and he announces that what they're going to be playing and he and he, he it's him shafting andrew yeah deliberately he told them they were going to play the old stuff and then it turns out it's something completely new now look and everyone has the music for it there are pro- there are prodigies out there okay yeah but but even if you are that's that that's a, that's a mind mess. That's you're like you're getting screwed over in the mind. Right, right. And that doesn't put anyone in the right place. I I, I wrote in my notes the the extremes that that Fletcher is willing to go for revenge. Yeah. To shame. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, right? Humiliation. To, to humiliation to boost up his own ego, right? Yeah. Uh, to the point that like you're you're at a festival and like you're willing to sabotage yourself to screw someone. Yeah. Else, right? Yeah. Um, I hate Fletcher. <laughs> so, so, and so, like, and so, 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 then it, it, like, he, he gets dismissed because he's embarrassed, whatever, but he comes back. Yeah. Why? This is where I want to dig into this. Why does Andrew go back? Does he go back? And let me, and let me frame this, okay? Like, yeah. He's been humiliated. He's been screwed now multiple times by Fletcher. His dad hugs him, he cries a bit, and then he takes off his coat and he goes back. Yeah. And then he just starts playing. Does he go back to continue to win Fletcher's affection? To prove to him that I am good, Fletcher. Look at me. Does he go back to prove to himself that he is good? Does he go back to, or or is it a combination of the both? I think it's for strictly for revenge. But why are they towards the end, right? So, so he keeps playing. He he's he cues in the bass player, right? Yeah. Um, everyone starts playing. He makes eye contact with with Fletcher. They he tells him he's gonna pluck his eyes out. <laughs> it's so good, so good. J.K. Simmons, man, so good. But then, like. Then they they start vibing, okay, yeah. to the point where the song ends. He keeps playing, right, and he says, "I'll cue you in," right, yeah. and then they have this moment, and I love the final scene. They, the, the, but, but, but the thing here's this is what this is what I was saying. Like, look in the first portion where they have the the, the mess up song, everything is like. It's not wide, okay? It's not like full wides, but it's context, right? It's this, you're kind of the audience seeing what's happening, okay? right? Uh-huh. They have that moment with the father. 
Andrew comes back. He, I, I do think it's about him proving himself for himself, okay. but also for revenge at the end of the day. Like, I think it's like this, or to get back, like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to show. Right. So it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird play. I, it's, there's a lot happening. Okay. But then all of the sequences in this thing is nothing about the rest of the stadium. You don't get really another shot except for the very, when he starts playing again and you see Fletcher pissed. Yeah. Okay. So Fletcher's pissed and he, because of that feeling, um, it then transitions to like some of the, some of the, the best editing fun Pete's to like these shots that are like on some, on some of the band situation they're having, but a lot of it on like the drumming and the, mm-hmm. I love the overhead piano shot down. Yeah. Like, and then, so then we have a huge sequence, but when we get to the point where it's Fletcher and um, Andrew coming to a weird term, uh, to a weird, um, not, I don't know what the word is. Um, uh, a mutual uh, an understanding. An understanding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they come to an understanding of one another. F- Fletcher then says, "Maybe I was wrong about being wrong, or I was right about what I felt and what I was doing." And it's him realizing that no, I do do what I do because of this. And Andrew finding some sort of sense, but you get such a big close up. Like literally an extreme close of, of Fletcher's face, and and then this the thing of Andrew that you don't actually see him smile. Like you don't, you just know he's smiling. Uh, Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Is that yeah? And no, I think Fletcher too. Yeah. Yeah. No, there is. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm playing it here real quick. Uh, Are you watching it right now? Yeah, I have it pulled up <laughs> because there is this. I I I just love that. Right. He he goes. Very slow. He he tells him I'm gonna kill you. They look at each other. Um, J.K. is like, or yeah, Fletcher's telling him to like bring it, bring it, go faster, go faster, right? And then to the point where he finally like they they look at each other. And I love just the you're absolutely right. The the edits here. Um, it's 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 so good. But then um, I sorry, real quick. No, go ahead. They had to actually like so. Um, um, what's the actor's name? Miles Teller. My- Miles Teller. Actually, he was a drummer, and he did a lot of like. Yeah. He did like a, the majority of the drumming in this, but there was a couple of things that they had. They had a professional drummer do, and um, because Fletcher doesn't or Andrew doesn't or Miles doesn't actually have the, the most proper technique, um, and I know some musicians have have noted that like it wasn't like quite respected. Yeah. But this scene is like absolutely like. Is actually they had to individually like go in and try to get the hit because there was like somewhat of it like an error. Like there's some like crazy editing magic that's happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the sequence. Oh definitely. And and, and some of these slower portions and faster stuff that is like what I was reading about it when I was doing some of the research for this. Mm-hmm. I was just like that would be crazy to to to, to like almost like if, like you don't you're you're almost having to become as an editor you're almost having to become perfectionist because of what's because of what's happening yeah um okay so what happens right he, they're playing and then it kind of slows down you get a, a close up of andrew yeah he's looking at uh fletcher 
Fletcher, but it's interesting because you see all of Andrew. Fletcher's cut, or it's just his eyes. eyes. You see a little bit of the cheeks and you see him kind of smile, right? It cuts back to, to, to Andrew. Andrew now gets the big old smile. And then, and then, um, and then Fletcher cues and it ends, cut, end of movie. It's those last 10 seconds that to me is, did he do this to prove it to himself? Is that smile finally like, I, I got a smile from, from Fletcher. I got his affection. We talked about mm. this, this affection, right? And I also love a, a few minutes earlier when he's going hard on the solo. Yeah. The camera cuts to his dad. Now, now in outside, opening the door, and there, there's huge debate about this among other people that I've talked to. But like, I see horror in the eyes, in the dad's eyes, of that his son has become too obsessed with this, to obsessed with with wanting perfection, obsessed with wanting approval and affection from his from his teacher who has abused him for years. That's what I see from the dad's eye. Maybe I'm just projecting because if my kid were ever in, in this kind of environment, I would just be horrified right but that's what that's how i interpret it but is it i don't you know that's an interesting take i don't know if because i was thinking about that right on on another level is it that is it so horrifying but also because you realize that maybe you did that he was on something there and like that this was like for him he needed this sort of like pressure to get to where he is at currently and then he made like it's a different son that he thought he like, I don't know. Sure, sure. But, and that, this is why I love this movie because it's it's left ambiguous, right? For, oh, you, for for us to decide, we don't know what happens. We don't know what happens after this, right? Uh, very well, like ten years later, maybe he did overdose on drugs and and you know, but he lived to be the greatest, and people are going to talk about him forever. But but going back to that, the that shot with the dad, it isn't, it's. It's a shot, he's opening the doors, he's centered, he's framing on the camera, and it's just, you just basically see forehead to like a little bit of his neck. And it isn't like a, like a, yeah, you got it, son. It's a look of, to me of fear of like, what has happened to my, to my son, yeah. to my boy, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's like amazed uh, of this, and it's a slow zoom into the dad for maybe five seconds i know i'm like where's it what's the timestamp on that timestamp is um oh i know what it is okay a minute 38 ish uh sorry an hour 38 yeah hour 38 because i want to there's eight minutes eight eight minutes and four seconds left we, we are we we are left not having a release of applause we're we we're given a a culmination of what might what what is it is it is it this for Andrew, right? Or is this for Fletcher? Is it for the both of them? Is it for the both of them, right? Is this about greatness, or is this just about messed up people who have a perspective of who need the approval affection of an abuser? And of an abusee who needs to continue to ab like abuse 
or 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 uh, find someone who he that that feeds them that while feeds they them. they feed the, you know like having this because it's because it's a back it's like this weird because all the other students they're there out of out of they want to be out of fear oh and in excellence in excellence yeah but it's not it's like it's not to the level what Fletcher wants Elmer Fudd didn't come back right like well he didn't right right why does does uh what's his face andrew come back to achieve greatness to please the the abuser it's just it's fascinating it's freaking fascinating i choose to believe there's uh it's a little bit of both i think he goes back he proves to himself that he is great okay he does go back and i think again that last shot of the eyes of of andrew the smiles they give to each other it, it is it's finally andrew getting that acceptance that affection from his teacher uh all the abuse was worth it for that smile and i think it is also what's his face uh fletcher finally being like okay yeah all right you are good you did it dude i'm looking at his father yeah he's totally terrified he's terrified right when you look at it just as the this and, and, and especially going back to that dinner scene earlier that the dad that andrew says I would rather die at the age of 34 and have people talk about me than live till I'm 90 and have no one mention me, right? And that's the look of the father right there. Just says, yeah, he's, he's, he's gone down this hole. Yeah. What a whiplash, bro. What a whiplash. No, this is such a, this movie, this movie's phenomenal. It's incredible. It's, honestly, I can't watch it very often. It's heavy for me. It's heavy. It's like, I think there's some, part of it is because I think that there is a, I think I resonate, honestly, I resonate with it. Not that I want to abuse relate for the record, <laughs> but this, when, when someone comes to me and they say, do you want, do better Danny? I have, I have a bad problem of wanting to like, my wife says, she's like, there's not, you didn't do anything wrong. It's okay. Mm -hmm. But I, I get, I beat myself up to probably a little too much than I should. Yeah. Because... I feel like, oh, I want to, you know. You want to achieve greatness. In, not in, in my family or, yeah, or, yeah, or with yeah. like, the, I want to help provide the best experience for my, the people I love or I want to be with, right? And um, and it's only with those very select few that you have, like, that, that and I don't like, I think part of it is like, for Andrew, maybe it's like, he probably could have, he could have still been a really amazing musician um, if he went to some other school or whatever and had like a normal relationship with a band director who wanted to push him and, and encourage him and whatever. But for Andrew, this, this desire to be at the best school and to be play with for, for the best quote unquote director, seeing what it takes to be there for something for him again, feeding each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's great. It's 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 powerful. I love this movie. Um, I don't watch it often, but I I have to like watch it from a technical perspective, right? And not get too invested into the characters because I just get like, oh, Andrew, oh, Fletcher. It's it's emotional. <laughs> it, it's emotional. It, you get, I, yeah. Even as a like, you look at it as a father, like, what what would I do? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The the lawyer scene where the dad is like, why do you still, why are you protecting this man? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Ugh. 
It so hits. so great. It hits. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's uh, conversation and episode. If you, we'd love it if you subscribe, so you can never miss an- another Real Chum episode on whatever platform you might uh, listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to leave a review um, and also to sign up for our newsletter, where you get a fun little uh, phone wallpaper that I make um, and uh, notified of all those new episodes in your uh, inbox. But more importantly, what did you think of Whiplash? I want to hear your thoughts. Tell me what you think. What, what, is, what is this movie telling us at the end? Is is he going back to an abuser? Well, I would love to know your headcanon in here. Um, what did we miss? You can always follow us on social at Real Chumps uh, or email us, you're at realchumps.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Marstrosity, M-A-R-Z-T-R-O-S-I-T-Y. I'm at Rubio underscore TV. Join us next week as we watch The Holiday. We are going from one extreme to the other. <laughs> In our in our movie watching, uh, this will be our our last episode uh, for the season for this season, and we want to watch the holiday because it is it's, just it's a great one. It's an incredible movie, and we need to leave on a, a, a high like a lighter note. We need to leave on a high note, lighter note. So go watch it and come back. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.